This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to another episode of My Worst Date. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, everybody. So, you know, okay, I hate starting it like this because I have seen the... <laughs> you started on a bad note, huh? <laughs> well, because I have seen the TikTok of the guy who's talking to his friends and he starts every conversation with, have you seen that TikTok? And they're like, oh, my oh. God, shut up. Like, shut <laughs> up. Like, talk about something else, right? So I hate to be that person that's like, have you seen this TikTok? But I have to because someone tagged us in it. Like, I love that people are tagging us mm. in other people's bad date story times now. Love keep it. it. Keep it coming. Yes, keep it, it coming. It's so funny. And this girl was telling this story. And she's <laughs> what makes it really funny, actually, is the delivery because she is, it's like that up close, red eyed, like crying Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's saying that she went over to some guy's house and uh, she was like really hungry. Like he said he was going to make her dinner. So she was like hungry. And I've also been there where you're like so hungry, you're going to either cry or punch somebody. Yeah. Because you're like, I have waited all day to eat because I knew that this was a plan or whatever. My blood sugar is low and I'm getting emotional. (laughs) And so she's like excited to eat and she asks him what they're having for dinner and he's like oh I'm making sausages and she's like oh I love sausages sounds good and what what kind of sausages and then he whips she says these are her words he whips out his wiener and slaps it on a plate I just no (laughs) no I didn't ask for this I'm also don't fuck with me about food yeah I'm hungry like it's not it would be wrong inappropriate i did not consent to this under any circumstances Ugh. but when i'm hungry now you're fucking with my emotions when it comes to <laughs> uh, my meal well and it's also just like just whipping out your dick no is like it's not a punchline. it's no. not well, a lot of things <laughs> it could be it could, sorry with consent <laughs> i actually this is a good segue because i was reading an article this morning new york post but it's still an interesting article about digital consent being a new trend to combat dick pics. Oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah. I mean, and luckily, like, this kind of thing has been criminalized in some states. I Good. think it's criminal in California to right. send an unsolicited dick pic. So I'm hoping that um, this trend catches on where um, now guys are having to figure out ways to ask if people are okay with seeing their dick pics. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting learning curve because it's yeah. like how, like, my lady, would you mind? I, would you <laughs> oh, no, the article Dearest. gives you some suggestions. Yes. Are you guys ready oh, to oh hear? I love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I was like, if someone texted this to me. <laughs> Block. Okay. So here are some examples. Bumble offers examples of ways to take the conversation to a more intimate level. Okay, okay. Number one, I'm really enjoying this conversation a lot. Would you like to take it to a more intimate level? I'd love to tell you what I'd do if we were together right now. 
Okay. You know what? It's very professional. Uh, it is. Yes. At first I was like, I don't know. <laughs> per my last I email. love the intro, but I love where we got. <laughs> like, is there a more creative way to get to that last sentence? I, I mean, I, I just have never seen anybody text in that complete of <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes. It does it feels like this I'm is sorry, did you use full this sentences? is like a Regency era correspondence letter. <laughs> like yes. I My dearest Clementine, yes. may I show you my penis? <laughs> <laughs> My two by the time this. this text gets to you <laughs> i shall be half hard <laughs> okay okay number two is i'd love to show you exactly how i feel may i send you a nude photo oh, oh. a nude photo Listen, mother, mother may i <laughs> nude may photo. i is is what's throwing me there like like it's i don't it just feels for very formal to say may i please you know, where I'm May like, I please show you my dick. Yeah, I need May I please to show you my photo. dick right now. <laughs> nude photo. Photo. When was the last time you used the word photo? A nude photo. photo is May I please send you a nude photo is like, <laughs> literally who wrote this? Your mom? Yeah, listen, like the guidelines, I like and appreciate them. I definitely yes. think there needs to be digital consent. We need to find a good way of But of someone's asking. mom. But these are so formal that I'm like, look, take the exact like same the sentiment. Post guide. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm like, take this exact same sentiment and just like loosen it yeah. up. Just like, oh, okay. Little here's bit, the please. third and, oh. and final, final uh, <laughs> ask for digital consent. Um, would you want to have video sex with me? No pressure either way. Oh, I just crush. think it would be fun. Since we're having such a good chat, (laughs) a fifty-year-old wrote these. Yes, this is. Would you you like to have videos? (laughs) (laughs) Someone's grandpa wrote this article. This is this. Who you didn't have anybody who was under the age of thirty who was available in your office who could have written this for you? No, because they did, and they were like. Print it. No press. <laughs> no press is hilarious. Like they were like, oh, what are the kids saying these days? Press. Oh that my in. god. What what I do love is getting consent to yes. take the conversation to a more intimate so sexual yeah. level. Yes. Do we love that? Love Absolutely. It. Amen. There is a more natural way to go. A hundred percent. You don't have to sound like you are a piece of AI that has written this. Like, you know, that's, it, that's so what, it sounds like AI wrote that. Like, that's what that sounds like. Because would you like to have video sex with me? No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I agree. I, we're not laughing at the idea of digital consent. I think we're all very much on board. Um, yes. We've all experienced unsolicited digital content in our lives, right. I feel like. So I, I'm completely on board with that. And just don't, mm. just not like that. That last one really got me. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm thinking through my conversations to see, um, for the most part, there was some form of consent given to take the conversation in that way. It was a Hmm. natural progression. And I would say 90% of the time, the dick pics I uh, got were somewhat asked for. It did. Consensual. The the conversation did go that way. And I didn't feel like, I mean, does a a picture of a dick 
really do a lot for me. Not really. No. No. No, not so much. no, not really. I mean, it's really just a visual representation of how the person is feeling, which is far more exciting <laughs> than the picture itself. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, exactly. not, it's not about the, the picture. Um, yeah, because I mean, let's be real. <laughs> it's not like it, it doesn't. It, the angle of the photo is never good. It's not yeah. like the lighting is good or. <laughs> let's have a serious conversation about how dicks just aren't actually good. They're like not pretty, right? Like it's not a visual masterpiece. I no. mean, enjoyable yeah. to be sure. Yeah. For someone in the heterosexual or, I mean. If you like know. a dick. Yeah, yeah. If you like a dick. Yeah. That's my point. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, but, but just looking at a picture. It's not of it. It, <laughs> it was, I feel the same way towards like a vagina. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's not it. That's not yeah. an essential part of of any nude photograph. It's not like an up close. Like, yeah. If you get up close and personal on a on a vag, like that's not it that's it. not pretty either. Like no matter yeah. what Georgia O'Keefe says, it's not. Right. I mean, it's only pretty when Georgia O'Keefe prints. <laughs> and then you just are like, it's a flower, right? It's just the flower. Exactly. Yeah. No, when you get up close and look at a vagina, it's not like very flowery. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Get I mean, there, like, so. yeah, because we've all done that with a mirror, right? Yeah. 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 It's not. Yeah. I mean, like weekly, right? <laughs> checking out. Checking, checking in. in with my checking friend. Out, checking, checking in. in. <laughs> yeah. Good. We're good. We're Hi, good. How you doing, Chloe? Chloe. Oh, you guys don't oh, name no. your vagina? Your vagina's name oh, is no. Chloe? I just always like that name. <laughs> oh no, I've never. First of all, I have not named my vagina. Now I'll give it I feel some like thought. It would be Josephine. <laughs> Josephine. Yeah, I don't know. Feels right. There you go. I Chloe, Chloe, and Josephine. She Josephine. Oh, <laughs> okay. I sorry. don't. I sorry. I don't. I, I I'll get back to the listeners on this. <laughs> I gotta take some time. I gotta make some lists. <laughs> you gotta look into like the origin the meaning of the name i'm gonna get on babynames.com oh no no. (laughs) there you go oh no oh my gosh well you guys it is short short king spring oh yeah i love that i love you just you love to see it um which made me realize i was like okay so I think that we've all noticed or hoped that like this whole like celebration of short King energy was going to like, I don't know. I think that there is a good prospect of that possibility that we could start to see maybe uh, the, you know, just the general idea of like masculine, what is masculine be kind of overturned. Like who cares? And is it really that big of a deal? Look at Tom Holland and Zendaya. Oh my God. I yeah. mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just, I don't know. I've always been on the side of embracing this because yeah. it's something that you cannot help. Like, you cannot yeah. help your height. There's not, well. Well, <laughs> well, funny you should say that because I found an article from BuzzFeed that says uh, he was 5'7". After surgery, he'll be 5'10". This is apparently a surgery that was designed to help limb lengthen uh for like people who maybe have mismatched length and legs um and they are now uh, increased popularity for this procedure that would help give height to how does it that- work i don't know exactly it sounds painful yeah it sounds incredibly painful 
And it sounds like $75,000 for three inches. Wow. And you know what? I'd I'd heard about this before. There was always that urban legend that this was something that women did so that they could, which seems wild that this was the urban legend, but it was growing up that like this was something women did so that they could be flight attendants because you had to be a certain height to be a flight attendant. I think you still do. You have to be like over a certain height. And so that this was something that women would do. And I remember, I remember it being like, it was like in the ligaments in your knees. Oof. Is that right? I don't. It's it sure explains. I didn't read the article in full. I believe it's actually it looks like the cer- procedure is actually done in the uh, thigh bone area. I oh just God. I feel like, listen, I always wanted to be taller. I'm five, four. I'm really like five, three and a half. Let's be for real. But like I'm 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 like five, four. I always wanted to be like five, seven. Like I wanted to be taller but I just couldn't, and I'm pro do whatever you want to make yourself feel good about yourself and comfortable and confident and, and, and all that stuff. But like, this just seems like it would be so painful. Like, I feel like you'd have to relearn how yeah. to walk and stuff. Like, and I don't know. Listen, I feel like, cause I always wanted to be shorter. Speaking as somebody who's, you know, five, eight and has been that height since 12. Um, I, always hated it and I feel like if you talk to any single person on this fucking rock that we call earth mm-hmm. right they are gonna want something about their physical appearance change yeah yep. yep it's the grass is always greener on the other side and um yeah I think coming to terms with who you are and your own strengths and your own inner beauty is uh growth and maturity or whatever but you're also like you know, if I had a shit ton of money, would I get lipo or do plastic surgery? Maybe. It's my prerogative. You know, yeah, I can do sure. what I want. This I just whole- hate the people feel like they have to, I guess. I, do I guess, too. you know, and the thing yeah. is, you know, you know, exactly. Especially height. <laughs> I don't know why it just feels well I know why I know why for me anyway Um, because yeah yeah, same like I I think about it all the time like I'm like as I'm now in my early 30s I'm like yeah maybe I'll do like a little bit of like something here or there usually non-surgical but I think about those things like if I wanted to would I what would I do you know and I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with any of it. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with Mm -mm. wanting to change something about yourself um, because we get one go around on this earth and your body is your body and do what makes you feel good and comfortable in your body. I think the thing that bothers me is that for so long, we are now getting into this like short King spring talking about short guys that we like. We've got Zendaya and, and Tom Holland. We've got all that stuff. But for a long time recently, like in the last um, five years or so, like there was a lot of conversation about and a lot, of, a lot of hate towards guys being shorter and like it's it so being weird. a conversation that was like, no one wants to date somebody who's this height and then men lying about their age, uh, their height. And like I, so I, I empathize with guys under well, a certain height because they feel right. Lying about your height is a whole different topic. Right. But the, the, I think the lying about their height came from not. And, and absolutely not acceptable. Don't do that. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's this, we know as women, we know this societal pressure of like wanting to be desirable and feeling undesired because of right. something we can't help, you we know? We can't control. Yeah, yeah. It's, 
it's been like kind of a female thing for a long time, but I do think that the rise in superhero movies has done a lot for male body image issues. Yeah. Where I'm just like, welcome to the party. A hundred percent. Come on in. And again, mm-hmm. yeah. like, don't don't lie about about stuff like that. I'm not at all saying that that's an okay thing to do. I'm just saying, like, yeah, man, I get it. When you feel really insecure about your body or some aspect of your body, it manifests in all kinds of ways. Yeah, but I think an elective surgery that costs that much and has so many risks associated with it, it just yeah. makes me sad that for someone- three inches. For three, three inches. inches, man. So they did say some people could get up to five, but I'm just like, Oof. feels like the what are the, could the long term effects could be? Yeah, who I have no. And idea. now I have to buy all new pants. No, thank right? you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we should we should celebrate short kings. I know we've done an FMK before, but there's plenty of short kings celebs. Yeah, and I. Listen, I I love a short king. Mm. Uh, we've talked before, like <laughs> soccer guys, my aesthetic. So mm. we mm-hmm. know my favorite. They tend to be around king. five seven. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Give okay, me, give me short king all day. So we're talking short kings. When we say short king, we're saying like under five eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Under five ten, even. Yeah. Okay. Under five yeah. ten. Under five ten. Let's go. I, well, we all know that my favorite celebrity is a short king. We don't need to talk about it. I love Tom. Cruise we don't need to talk about it. Me. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> you can't stop me from loving Tom Cruise. Amazing. You can't oh, stop me. No. No. You can't stop me. But I'm going to pick uh, Jason Schwartzman. Okay. Because oh. I also super love him. I didn't even realize he was a short king. But I will tell you, I have had a crush on him since as long as I can remember. I think he is so good looking. Yeah. He's from the guy from Rushmore. Yep. Is that yeah. you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a, a Moon he's a Coppola too, I think. Oh, is he really? I think I so. Maybe I'm wrong that. about that. Don't. You could be right. You know, I don't know. I am going to choose James McAvoy. I love James McAvoy. I love James McAvoy. Okay, I'm going to go Strong completely. Strong choice. Wait, were go... you with us when we met him? No. Pardon? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. We we were at uh, Christmas. It was Christmas that one year. And we were over by, um, who's the guy from, who was Cyclops? Cyclops. Oh, oh you're talking about um, James Marsden. That's right. Sorry. Oh, also sorry, hot. Sorry, sorry. That, sorry, that sorry. guy hot. is Disney Prince hot. Yeah, he is. Okay. So I'm going to go a little bit. I'm going to go Jack Black. Okay. Jack Black. Jack Black. Okay. okay. <laughs> because okay. look. This is tough. It is tough. This is I actually think tough. He, he has such a cute yeah. personality. You don't, have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to talk as off of okay Jack all right I, listen I get this i get okay. where you're coming from <laughs> and to be honest the most like your husband in this group so far well yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it makes the most sense that's true <laughs> um okay jason well, schwartzman jack black and james mcavoy oj names okay okay james mcavoy comes with a scottish accent unless we forget Look, no man, i won't trust me i have we won't forget and we i had not. a minor sexual awakening Watching him in atonement. Only minor. Oh. When they fuck against the bookshelves. Only minor. Yep. I, cause Only I was minor. like, I don't know. I was like tw- 13 maybe. And I was like. <gasps> <laughs> I was like, oh. I wish we knew your vagina's name. Because that. Like, oh, hello, Chloe. I know. She oh, was Susan. screaming. She was screaming. <laughs> 
Jake. <laughs> she was like, like her eyes were like, <laughs> wait, what? Say what? Say what? <laughs> um, okay. I think I know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to marry James McAvoy. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. accent mm-hmm. is so sexy. He's he seems hot. like fun and wry Oof. and I mean, hot, straight up hot, hot all day. I love the roles that he plays. I don't know that much about him personally, but he just gets me going. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to ride that passion train into a marriage and hope that there's enough commonalities in there. Yeah, yeah keep you going. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Uh, he's but, got pretty eyes too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got to say, I, I have met Jason Schwartzman in person. Oh, yeah. He is very attractive and very kind in he person. Sounds oh, like that. Extremely this is kind. what's making it tough for me. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to fuck him. Yeah. Good yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bang, bang, bangity, bang, 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 bangity, bang. Exactly that. You and I, Chloe. He's, he seems uh, seems nice. He seems fun. I just don't think I could get married to him because he seems a little too nice, actually. For mm, me. Mm, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, I I know what I'm gonna do as well. I believe. I yeah yeah no, it's really tough. It's the it's the between the Schwartzman. I, I mean, as far as marrying, I oh, it's tough. I really okay. I'm gonna I'm, I have a hot take, um, and this is gonna be hashtag not all short men, but I think that shorter men tend to overcompensate in many areas. Um, I think that they, because they're short, they're, I think they're, they try harder in the bedroom. I think they're generally smarter. I said it. I said it. I said it. No, I mean, we, Keegan's quote is like, do you actually like him or is he tall? Right. You know, I, I, you know, I think it's kind of the same thing. It's like that episode of 30 Rock with John Hamm where he's in the hot person bubble. And so he's just, he's terrible at everything, but no one says anything because he's hot. And I feel like really tall guys end up get that, get that a lot too. And it means that they, you're right. They don't have to try as hard. So they don't apply themselves all That's the time. Right. You know they what I don't. mean? Like I feel um, like your GPA is lower. You're not trying. <laughs> you're just not trying. Like just I tried to you're say, really, yeah, you're not, not smart. You're not smart. Yeah. It's just you're not even trying. Yeah. You've um, never had to. And I feel like Jason Schwartzman is smart. Like oh, I get, yeah. I get that. Like we would talk about books. He reminds yeah. me actually, now that I'm thinking of it, like just reminds me the most of Chris, to mm-hmm. be fair, of, of this trio. I think I have to marry Jason Schwartzman. Okay. He seems there you he's go. kind. He seems intelligent. I feel like we would have a lot to talk about. I feel like we would. I feel like there's something about him that ma- would make you feel special no matter what. Like mm. when you're around that person. Nice. Um, James McAvoy. I want. I it was this was tough. But I'm 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 definitely I'm going to have you met my friend Josephine. Oh. <laughs> um, James, meet Josephine. Really excited to meet you. Yes, she <laughs> has been talking about you all day nonstop. So, oh, man. And as much as I hate to do it, like I just I look at Jack Black as more like a friend, a friend. buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he. Yeah, I would definitely I would I want to hang out with him. I would actually feel like we probably have a really good time. Yeah. I feel though at some point he might be a bit exhausting if I'm, if I'm honest. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. People who are on all the time or seem like they could be on all the time. Yeah, definitely. Oh gosh. Okay. This is kind of hard for me because 
I feel like these are three very different types of men. Mm-hmm. And so when thinking about your marriage, it's like, what do you want your marriage to look like? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, it makes it, it makes it um, kind of hard because I, 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 well, okay, I'll start with this. I'm going to fuck James McAvoy. Just, yeah. let's just get that out of the way. Okay. Done. We're done. Um, okay. Got for obvious reasons. We don't even need yeah. to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Tracks. Jason Schwartzman and Jack Black, very different types of guys. That's right. Very different. And mm-hmm. I think that you're right. I think that Jason Schwartzman is going to be, he has that vibe that like when he's talking to you, I bet you he leans all the way to yes. you and like mm-hmm. looks at you when he's talking yes. to you, which I love. I love that. Do you know who else is like that? Huh. Adrian Brody. <gasps> oh, you told you, you have said he on is- this podcast intense intense in a good way i was like i feel like you know like things that i did in middle school like Mm -hmm. that's how deeply he looks at you when he's communicating yeah he's like he's an old soul um yeah let's not over glamorize this guy (laughs) for halle berry oh yeah yeah Yeah. um okay bummer so jack black seems fun And, you know, like I can get really bogged down with work and I can get really serious and I can get really overwhelmed. And I feel like Jack Black would be good at leveling you out. He is Tony. Yes. No, this is the right answer for you. Yeah. There's without a doubt, this is the correct answer. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I'm going to go with Jack Black to marry. (laughs) And I agree with you. I don't know if it would last forever. I don't know if it would be a forever marriage because I do feel like at some point I could be like, okay can you tone it down like a little bit? Like I'm trying to I be bet serious. He can. I bet yeah. he has like a very much like when he's in public around people on, but I bet like when he's, I don't know. He just seems to me like somebody who can be like also be very personal. Yeah. Mm. Also, I learned that his mom is like a super smart feminist. So Ugh. I love it. Good you mother-in-law. You have a good mother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Love so to I'm, I'm going to go with that. And Jason Schwartzman, I love him. I, you know, I do. Yeah. I think that he's great. I love watching him in films. Um, and I do think he's cute. But yeah. you got to do what you got to do. No, it makes sense. These <laughs> all make sense for all of us, actually. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Oh, that tracks. Oh, man. Well, uh, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Sounds yeah. good. Right. And we're back. Okay, Cassie, kick us off with some stories. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we got this in our mail and it says, I had terrible first dates, but this takes the cake. Oof. Long story short, I was probably an accomplice to a crime, but didn't ask <laughs> questions to prevent this from happening. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> Starting strong. I'm working in New York City at the time when an old college acquaintance asks me for a date after work. We decided to head down, so I... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. We decided to head downtown, so I met him outside of his office since I was heading in that direction. He was waiting outside, but had invited me up into his office to retrieve something he had forgotten. We retrieved the item, and he asked to make one last stop at the convenience store just next door before heading to our destination. (laughs) I had paid no mind to anything at the time as we picked up a newspaper and made our way to the train. Once we got to the train, he starts acting very sus, looking over his shoulder, fidgety, and I noticed him peeking into that folded newspaper he'd just bought. Oh, dear. (laughs) Then he asked me if I could hold it in my purse for the time being. I agreed, and having a large-sized tote, just placed the paper next to my laptop, but felt a bit of a bulk inside the newspaper. No, 
No. This feels like a movie, right? Like oh. it feels like you're in a you're movie. You're like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. <laughs> Even then, maybe could have gotten away with whatever it was that he was trying to accomplish, but he just was on the edge the whole time on the train ride and even asked me if the paper was still in my bag. At that point, point, I started plotting my exit strategy, but concluded I deserved a meal to make up for this discomfort. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't until we exited the subway when he asked me for the newspaper that I saw that there were two mailing envelopes with pressed stacks of dollars within the pages of the Whoa. newspaper. Whoa. 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 I don't know what is I was expecting. Like mafia shit? Yeah, but it was not that. I don't know. I thought maybe he stole something, like a beer or something from inside the convenience <laughs> store. I, w- I didn't think that... What's happening? <laughs> I wasn't even curious as to what he was up to. I simply figured the less I know, the better. The, like, by the way, the story was called Maybe Mafia? Question mark? Oh, absolutely. I'm like, literally. You pick- don't take a first date with you to go pick up a mop, like a mafia drop off. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what get- are you doing? You don't know this person. We get to the restaurant where he'd requested a seat at the patio out front. He tells me I have to sit facing the building because I can't have his back turned to the street. Okay. To- oh, it me. It me. I mean, it is you, but look, this yeah. feels like very much Everything's like some Sopranos so bullshit right now. I know. <laughs> Everything is so sus up to this point. After we order, he tells me that he'll be right back, crosses the street, makes his way down to a block into a building or a store, I don't know, and with the newspaper and disappears for about 20 minutes. Overall, catching up cut the awkwardness to some degree, but I was counting down the seconds I could be done with this date. He seemed much more relaxed at that point. To this day, that was the longest train ride I've ever experienced. It was only six to eight stops. I remember him mentioning how cool I was for not asking questions where I responded, questions about what? Why are you putting me in a position where I should need to be asking questions? This is the first day. I just feel like you're coming in really hot. Yeah. Like really, really hot. He wanted the date to continue, but I declined. I texted him to thank uh I texted him to thank him for the meal and blocked him the following day. Down the road it came out that he had used to be a bookie and that could explain the exchange, but I could can't understand the shade. Yeah, no, that's that's too too much. That's I, illegal activities. <laughs> yes. Illegal activities yeah. are going on. My on my date? On my date? You couldn't you couldn't do this any other time? Literally. Literally. That you need to keep that for your TikTok series about like really common uh worst date things where like people take their date on like drug deals. Crimes yes. and stuff. Crimes. And crimes. Like people, what? Sir. <laughs> do crimes on your own time. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Like it's <laughs> do your crimes. You keep one of my, your crimes to yourself. One of my favorites is the one that took you on your the drug deal. Oh yeah. That was so weird with his bicycle. Yes, with his bike. Wait, I'm oh, sorry. Wait, you oh you put his bike in the back of your car, right? That's right. And oh I took him on a god. drug deal. Oh, <laughs> oh no. my god. Unknowingly. <laughs> Just a oh, goodbye. Incredible. Oh, wow. Wow. Ugh, wow. Okay. Well, this one is really short. But it also has all the audacity. Okay. On the phone prior, my date told me he'd love to have a beach picnic and would bring all we needed. When we got to Coney Island, he proceeded to pull from his backpack an aluminum oh no. emergency blanket. It was <laughs> what? 
<laughs> like, you know, like one of those crunchy yes. Like, yes. like when yeah, you like run. light reflective yes. like yes. aluminum blanket yes. and she says it was 95 degrees swampy <laughs> new york heat <laughs> So that's your picnic blanket that you're going to sit on in a 95 degree New York summer day on the beach. No. Reflecting heat. Just fucking microwaving me. Extra crispy. (laughs) Horrible. And he set it down for us. Oh, no. He sat and opened his bag wider to reveal a rather large bottle of cherry lubricant. Oh. Uh, what? what? Through, uh, huh? <laughs> through I thought, giggles. Wait. I'm sorry. This is so funny to me. Through giggles, he said, I told you I'd bring I'd be sure to bring all we needed. <laughs> no. Uh, no food. Just no. Lou. Just, no. So no. this motherfucker was put like, his, I got a picnic. Put his dick on a plate <laughs> and <laughs> brought aluminum foil and yes. a fucking cherry yes. lube. That's exactly what it says. <laughs> Just lube foil. and tin foil. <laughs> <laughs> like you are not gonna fuck me on the beach no. on a first date on, on top a of a hot foil. blanket <gasps> in the no. d- oh my god oh, with no. like you know oh, hot god. lube too like that lube has oh, been warmed awesome. it, yeah it's been in this <laughs> motherfucker's bag all day in the Ew. sun so hot cherry lube and tin foil <laughs> no. In public, we just Hot met. We just met. Oil. I think that's the name of the fucking Stop episode. Stop it. Oh, my <laughs> God. In a panic, I received a fake emergency call and said I needed to babysit my younger sibling. He oh. ended up calling me so many times after that that he filled up my voicemail box. I tra- It trailed off, but it was a horrifying experience. Oh, that is, that no. is horrifying. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> I told you I'd bring everything we needed. Oh, no. <laughs> Sir, no. that's not a picnic. That's a fucking no. skin broil. Where's your, like, with- meat, meat snacks and cheese snacks yeah. and grapes my charcuterie? and watermelon? Yeah. He's like, no, like- this is a cherry sausage boil. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I love people that think that they can get laid on a first date, like, in strange situations like that oh my God. you know yeah also a beach is coney a really... island sounds busy right yes. yeah and a beach in general we've discussed this it's like not everybody wants to be fucked in the sand man like no. it is it's very gritty like this is not Awful. Greece, right i feel like yeah. people watched greece and they heard that like getting down in the sand line that john travolta does and they were Oof. like yes that'll work for me and it's like no no my guy there was a time i think in the 80s right when it was like oh long walks on the beach like beaches were like the place it was like and jacuzzis yes uh, listen i love Just both of those things i don't we don't need to like not during that the can sex. be that can be foreplay we can go have a long walk on the beach and then please mm-hmm. take me back to your beach house and a very nice soft com- comforter you know what i mean yes like, right no no hot, hot tin foil <laughs> hot oh. you don't own any other blankets why is no. this the only blanket you brought for a b- <laughs> it's perplexing <laughs> perplexing <laughs> Oh, you know what? Man. I feel like he didn't even plan ahead. It was just a tote no. with a big thing of cherry lube in it. And then he oh. was like, shit, I need a blanket for us to sit on. And he had it in his like emergency car. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's like, thing in do. his trunk. Blanket. Like, That'll work. That'll it's work. a blanket. Wow. 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 Okay. <sighs> well, I got mine from Reddit. And buckle up. 
Okay, he says, met her online. Went to go pick her up and found out she was deaf. Wasn't a deal breaker, but definitely something I would have liked to have known beforehand. We go to a pizza place and she orders both of us absinthe. Wait, Whoa. Also, <laughs> Whoa. Hey, what? listen, again, presumptuous. <laughs> I just strong fucking on the beach and absinthe <laughs> on a first date without letting me know. A I feel like very presumptuous it is is very up close and personal for sure. I'm a tad bit concerned at this point. I drink mine. She drinks hers. She orders more. I pass on the second one because I have to drive this girl back home. Wait, she- wait. Okay. Sorry. Not to interrupt you. I mean, I did interrupt you, but two, two absents. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Just wait. Okay. All right. Oh, no. In total, she ends up having five shots <gasps> of absinthe. Oh, that's oh, too many. God. That's too many. I've Look, only, I've only many. done absinthe once in my life. I only have like one shot and I had been drinking other things on top of it. And I remember that was a wild ride. I can't even imagine doing five, five I got shots. really messed up on absinthe, the absinthe. I was drinking other things on top of it too. But Ooh. the first time I had absinthe, I got really fucked up on it. But five shots of anything. The, true. On true. a first date. Like that's it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Ooh, but five shots of absinthe feels so much worse. Yeah. And it tastes like licorice. So, you know, her breath just also not good. She's rambling about different things about what she does, but I can barely understand her because of being blasted off absinthe. (laughs) I resort to texting back and forth with her. Then her texts stop making sense. Wait, so you're sitting together at a table or at the bar texting oh no oh no (laughs) okay once we get done eating i'm ready for the night to be over so i offer to drive her back home we get in her driveway and she goes to kiss me i kiss her a bit back but i know she's hammered because she started drinking more after the absence ma'am why as someone who likes to drink why i i i i I ask mm -mm. i ask you that's a lot is a lot. It's a lot to do with the stranger. It's, yeah. I pull away and offer to walk her to the door so she can make it there safely. Right when I do that, she pulls her underwear no, off. No, And no. starts slapping her vagina nope. like it owed her money. <laughs> oh, that is, is that the female equivalent of a dick on a plate? Yes. Exactly. Like this oh, is no. an... Uh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Consent. Consent, <laughs> ma'am. Oh, no. I start to panic. I need to get this girl out of my car. <gasps> I'm kind of just sitting there in shock at this. <laughs> and I've tried multiple times to get her to How stop. are you going to get her out? How but are you going to get her out? she can't hear me. And she's just... <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I end up having to get out of my car while she was doing this and praying that she had a friend or roommate or somebody (gasps) that can help me with her. Oh, no. I knock on the door and this other girl answers. I ask, are you deaf? And she says, no. I explain the situation and beg her to help me get her out of the car. Her answer was, Jesus, not again. (gasps) No. No. Again. Again? Like, this has happened before? Why is this the go-to move? Why is this the move? Oh, dude, slapping your 
pussy and fucking car. <laughs> I oh, well, well. <laughs> I we get this girl out of my car and inside, and I thank the friend and get the hell out of there. I think I threw the girl's underwear in her driveway and all the ass. Oh <laughs> my god! That wow! <gasps> I, look. <sighs> Oh my god! <laughs> don't oh my don't gosh. go whipping anything out. No, don't. keep it inside yeah. unless we have had an explicit conversation. About Listen, they know that that's what we want. Okay, yep. you don't have to take your clothes off to have a good time. There was yep. a song about it. Yep. you can keep them on. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Slapping Jesus, your- not again! Not <laughs> again! <laughs> slapping the friend dogging her out like that i was like man that roommate is tired of being in that position that roommate is literally on like apartments.com right now like that roommate is looking for a new roommate constantly because Mm -hmm. can you Mm. no i don't want to be no cleaning up other people's shit like that five five shots of absinthe to me uh, says that she also probably isn't on top of the dishes. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> there's a lot going on. <laughs> She's uh, like, I'm fucking tired of this shit. What a choice. Five shots of absinthe. What, you know what? We're, we're about to have a girls weekend because, um, mm. spoiler alert, listeners, we're recording this before our live show. Um, you will be listening to it after our live show. But yeah, yeah why don't we have like a cozy night in? Mm-hmm. I'll get us a bottle of absinthe. Bottle of wine. No. <laughs> I don't feel like going to space this weekend. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, not that. I'm I like, bottle of like wine. It. I don't even like absinthe. It no. tastes terrible. Oh, yeah. I hate licorice. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, you guys want to take five real quick and uh, come back with a yes. tainted love? Yeah. yeah. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. And we're back. All right, Cassie, kick us off with some stories. Or Ace, just one. Just the one story just, is just, good. Just, I only have the one. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was nervous for a second. And I was like, oh, shit. Should I have prepared more? All right, you guys, I'm going to tell you. First of all, I got all of my information. It was actually really hard to find information on this uh, because it was a Snapped episode, and um, which was interesting but i also always like to dig a little deeper because we know Mm -hmm. that it tends to be Mm -hmm. a little one-sided what i will say is that i find it very hard to believe that there's only one side to the story so like it doesn't feel like it's biased and from the um basically you know it interviews so many people from the family it's it's pretty seems pretty straightforward uh so i got information from there uh i found an article on um 
oxygen.com, but there wasn't a whole lot. Some some or, old uh, newspaper articles that kind of just echoed the same thing. Got it. So, okay. Okay. All right. So this is the story of Michael Lacaz. Uh, he was born in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Uh, good luck spelling Natchitoches. I'll share it with you later. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, described by all of his friends as like a real true cowboy. And uh, he's just like good salt of the earth Louisiana guy. He marries, uh, meets Rhonda, his high school sweetheart, when he's just 17 years old. And she is 14. Whoa. Or no. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> they get they, married? Yeah. When she is 14. I, di- I didn't even say that yet, but yes. I don't. 14 years old. Like they, that. They interview Rhonda on the show. So they they talk to her. and um, They they were very much in love. Uh, of and course. They end up, you're 14. Yeah. I know. Could <laughs> like, you imagine? We were just talking on the break about like, <laughs> the dumb shit we did like as like 13-year-old, 14-year-olds in high school. Like we, yeah. we, okay. Anyway, I know that's not the point. I'm just saying. It's it's not, but it is. Yes, I also was like, I'm sorry. Did you say 14? Rewind. I thought I'm I was sorry. gonna marry Johnny Depp at 14. I had an I, entire wall of Johnny Depp collage <laughs> photos at 14. I, you think, can't trust me to make decisions. No, no. You definitely cannot trust me to have married somebody at 14. I no. can't. I am literally trying to think of who I would be married to if I was oh, married at 14. I was still on my train. That that guy. I know I've shared it with you before. That I wrote the softcore porn yeah. about uh, in my diary. Uh-huh. That was that was my husband at the time. Oh. and we have since scene that I dodged a bullet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I this is briefly following that TikTok I made where I sent a guy a note where I I, I sprayed my perfume on it and told him oh. to sniff here, circled it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> th- that person can't get married? Man. No, 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 no. If you're writing yes or no on anything, you cannot get married. You're I not allowed. am 40 and I barely adult. That is something that we were uh-huh. talking about on the break yes. too, how I'm just like, it is a fucking struggle to be an adult. It is At fucking 40, uh, let 14. alone 14. L- 14. Let me tell you both. I am staying at um, Thomas, our editor's house. Um, they're staying somewhere else at the moment. So I've been like staying kind of alone for the last like two weeks, living alone in this house. I'm alone most of the time. And it is like, I just, I, I'm barely a functioning adult. Yeah. Yeah. 14. No, 14 and they have two children, two sons. Um, And he, he, you know, takes care of his family. He starts to work on a cattle farm and he is, you know, working. She's staying home with the kids there. They seemingly are very happy. Um, And at 19, though, he is diagnosed with a polycystic kidney disease. But he is one of the hardest working guys you'll ever meet. Wow. So, I mean, he's diagnosed with this, but he's like, this is not going to slow me down. I am going to, he's like, he's got two kids to take care of a wife. And he's like, I'm just going to, you know, work as hard as I possibly can. And he what just does. I mean, year does this take place at? So then you're talking, um, well, their son was born in 1978, which is my age. So this is like, imagine 14 years older than me. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. So, I mean, is- this is like, Yeah. She was born in what, 60s? Yeah. Because this is like, I something I didn't realize was the concept of teenagers is one that just appeared yeah. 
it, it like post World War One. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, beforehand, yeah, I mean, well, teenager was sure. not a phase. Like Mm-mm. you're an adult at yes, fourteen. You are a child, yeah. and now you are an adult who can go to war. Good luck. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. But, yeah. The whole thing. I'm like, I'm blown away that this is happening in the '70s. Just yeah. still stuck on the fact of like 19 years old. He's like full-blown career and yeah. then now this yeah. diagnosis and he's got a wife and kids at home and i'm like yeah Rhonda, not any 19 year olds i know checkbook, paying <laughs> yeah bills, like, right paying bills jesus i was an Gosh. idiot at night okay anyway yeah yeah but you know what though like there is something to be said about like I don't know. I, I mean, I had a son at 18. There's a lot of growing up you do. There's a lot of things that you're like, oh, I couldn't do that until I'm X, Y, or Z. But it's funny how you become X, Y, and Z very quickly when you're kind when of you put in those to. situations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. You know, and I guess, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever. It's just, you just, you do what figure you got to do. Out. You figure it out and you make it work. And, That's amazing to And me. they did. That and is they, amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're just a couple young kids, you know, doing the thing. And, you know, he's he's busting his ass working at this cattle farm. He works very closely uh, with one of his best friends. His uh, best friend's name is Maryland. These two are like thick as thieves, man. They are just, you know, two cowboys living their best lives out, you know, working, working the cattle farm. She was like, Rhonda was like, he would wear spurs. I mean, he was like a genuine cowboy. Wow. Man's man. Right. And, you know, despite having this kidney disease, he was, you know, it wasn't something that affected his day to day. So he was able to work, do what he wanted. In 1990, though, they did split. Uh, Both of them were just like, Rhonda explained, she's like, I thought I was in love, of course, 14 years old in love you know you think you're That's you think you know it all time actually yeah. like they were married yeah, for they were married a good for chunk like of time 12 15 years something yeah. like that yeah I mean, and if you think about it, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty decent amount of time for, for a, a young couple. I mean, and yeah, and she even said like it was it didn't seem like it ended poorly necessarily. It just was like they both I think both recognized that they You're were just kind of young different people yeah. at that point. Normalize yeah. a nat like a natural conclusion. Right. It's just like this has just run its course because you got married at 14. And there's a lot of changing that happens to human beings in that time period. And just normalize the fact that it's like, okay, you didn't know what you needed for the next 80 years of your life. (laughs) Right. Right. At 14. (laughs) And it's not a failure because it ended. That's right. It served you for that time. Mm -hmm. It gave you what you needed to move on. Like, there's so many times and I even felt this myself with the the ending of my marriage, feeling it as a failure. And it's it's not. It's, you know, it's, it's just a chapter. It's, it's a, chapter a chapter in your life that you close and you're moving to a different chapter. Yep. It's a, it doesn't mean it, that anybody failed. And I think that that is definitely how they are coming to terms with their relationship. It's not that it was a failure or that it was sad. It was just that they just are different people. They're a grown adults now and right. living their habits are different their thinking is different their lives are different so yeah so they split and and went their diff- separate ways i think there was some sadness involved but they both again i think it was pretty amicable but just 2 years after that mike was on the dating scene again and he'd met this woman named princess and princess was i mean it's not a huge town so princess was kind of known around town but it wasn't really princess that was known as much as her father Joe, who apparently was like had a real spicy temper and was kind of a real 
Look, I feel like he's just out. He's out with it, naming his daughter princess. Like I was just going to say, (laughs) that is a choice as a parent that you make Mm -hmm. to name your child. And that's that's what you're going with. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. I mean, I've actually met a princess before, and I have have to to say, like, I I do think I'm not surprised to hear like, yeah, the dad was had like a temper or whatever. I'm like, you're coming out with it, and you're like, my daughter is my princess mm-hmm. if you fuck with her mm-hmm. i will kill you that's the vibe i get if you're yeah. coming out strong with like naming your kid princess that's all i'm saying yeah so he's a real piece of work everyone knows joe this guy is has a notorious temper but princess meets mike and they fall for each other pretty quickly she's actually 30 years old at the time and as well as divorced um she has three kids so you know they're, they're funny, but everybody kind of describes them as opposites. Everybody's like, she's very much outgoing. He's the Spurs, cowboy boots, you know, strong work silent hard. type. Yes, exactly. Comes in a little rugged, a little dirty. And she is the always dressed to the nines. Princess. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. But opposites attract and they seem to be absolutely smitten and in love with each other. And it's just uh, four years into their marriage when Mike gets some actually devastating news. Some, Well, I wouldn't say devastating, but it's bad news, right? The kidney disease that he had been diagnosed with when he was 19, the polycystic kidney disease, has actually turned for the worse. And they are it, what had been kind of under control or been simply just managed for a very long time is now becoming something that is detrimental and and. They didn't have a lot of a ton of options, but they do have options. You know, one of those options being that he may need to get a kidney transplant at some point. Um, But short term, they're going to take care of him through dialysis. Mm -hmm. So he's going to have to start a dialysis regimen. Okay, which is not it's not that is not a end of, you know, that's not a life sentence. It's something to to deal with it's scary but it's yeah it seems like there's at least a plan in place absolutely and so you know they had come to terms with it it seemed that joe was really just like it's bad news but let's do this let's we're gonna work toward this um but just two days before his first dialysis treatment the police get a call from princess she has come home she has found her husband on the floor by the kitchen bar, he is no shirt on, jeans on, laying in a pool of blood. And she says, I walked in and I saw him on the floor and I didn't touch anything, just turned around, left and called the police. Okay. Okay. I mean, if I saw my partner there, I would I would probably, well, A, we have cell phones and stuff now, so I could be like, I would be checking. I would be touching. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, she had a cell phone. She went outside. Yeah. I mean, the that's police. the thing. I, this is 1997. I, it's hard because mm-hmm. you can say it either way, right? Like you, who's to say what you would do in any given situation, yada, yada, yada. We say that all the time. Yeah. It's um, that whole Sarah Jessica Parker thing. Exactly. With the sex in the city. I was like, going to say that. Who's, who's not calling 911 Um, But I would say, I think my impulse would to be. To go see them. To go check. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just can't imagine walking in my door, seeing Chris on the floor and not immediately just going right mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. to find right. out what's going on. Yeah. And if you're if he's so alive, can I do any CPR? Can I do anything? Right. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is he bleeding out of something that I can put something on top? Like, right. You know, right. 
stop the blood. I no clue. Right. Okay. So I just I had to bring it up that way because that's how it was presented. And I was like, I'm sorry. Right. And I always it seems like very- to take it with like, yes, none of us know what we would do. This is an extreme circumstance. The mind is weird. Emotion, like emotional right. responses are weird. So I don't ever want to take it as like definitive proof that something is off. But it's also like. But I feel like if that's where your brain is going, when you see your supposed loved one on the ground, that the first thing your brain is going to is make sure to not touch anything yeah, so you right? can preserve a crime scene. Yeah. Kind of says, right. like, that's that's where your brain naturally is going first. Yeah. Instead that's the of, first thing that you think. Instead of maybe it's they weird. slipped and hit their head on something. Right. Yeah. Or this was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all very suspicious to me immediately. Um, and the police, as soon as they get there, um, they get the call that Mike is shot. They they know immediately when they get there it's a murder because he has been shot. He's been shot through the back. So they, Oof. you know, they're like right away. They're like, well, it's not it's not suicide. It's not, you know, they go through all the, the what could it be? But they look around and they do notice that, you know, the place is a bit of a wreck. There's drawers have been pulled out. There's papers everywhere it's someone tried to stage a burglary yeah (laughs) failed miserably because nothing was taken it's (laughs) yes exactly right there were some things taken the things that were taken were a few pictures you know because that's what you (laughs) would rob a place for what what i okay listen listen it's my least favorite thing so many staged burglary stories before and i'm like why why does no one ever think through it even the tiniest bit like they always take things that no one would take like uh, or nothing at all they just like overturn stuff yeah pull out drawers yeah you're like nailed it guys that's not no that's not how how this works okay Cool. Anywho. So, yeah, they're the police are looking around. Again, they're suspicious, but they do. They there had been a string of robberies in the neighborhood. So they were like, OK, well, we can't just completely dismiss it yet because they really at this time don't know what's missing, which, again, we later find out is just a couple of pictures. So they take Princess in. Of course, she's the closest to the the deceased. So she is automatically like, you know, going to be a, a suspect. So they, and she's also the one who found the body. So they take her into the police station. Where were you today? Where, you know, what what was going on? Mm-hmm. She's like, I was at work, which was easily corroborated. And then she was like, and I was at Walmart. Here's my receipts. Time stamped at 6.30 p.m. And I didn't make it home until 7. It was just like, she was ready. Receipts in hand. And I mean, listen, that is suspect. But I was thinking the other day, yesterday, I was leaving Walgreens and the cashier at Walgreens was like, do you want your receipt? And I was like, nope. And then walked out. And every time I do that, I think about that Patrice O'Neill sketch yes. where he's like, always get a receipt. Always get a receipt because like always. they're going to try and pin a crime on you. Like he's talking about like as, as a black man, yeah. he's like, they're yeah, going to yeah. try and pin a crime on you. So always get a receipt so that yeah. you can show them where you were whenever. And I thought about that. Like as I was walking to my car, I'm like, I should have gotten a receipt like just in cases. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um. But with this day and age with the cameras and stuff, I feel like they... Yeah, you'd and, be like, I went to this Walgreens and you'd show up on A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Your credit card being used. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. But um, yes, it is suspicious to... You came to this interview to talk about your husband who just died. I not feel like crying, I would not... Not upset. 
I wouldn't be thinking clearly at all. I would not be thinking clearly enough to make sure I grab. I can hardly remember to grab receipts for our like business deductions. I can't remember. (laughs) I was have. I was getting my taxes done and couldn't remember the password to get into to get to my receipts for school stuff because I was so stressed out. I'm not going to know immediately no. where my Walmart receipt is to prove that I didn't kill my husband. Right. I just can't, there is no way. Yeah. Yeah. Suspicious. Uh, no. No. I need time to think. I need a lawyer. Yeah. I need I need a lawyer and I need time to think. I need somebody to help me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need I someone think. actually to do my thinking for me because I yes. would be so like mentally foggy. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would confess and not have done it. Like I am so like <laughs> to be for flustered? real. That is flustered. like actually my fear. Is I know. I'm just like huh, I get so worked up and people pleasy that I'm like, yeah. I don't know, what do you want to hear? Like, oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I know. I know. My anxiety can't. I'm could not handle I it. I would fail a lie detector test on sheer anxiety alone. Yeah. Just sheer. Like, Wait, is your name Keegan? Right. I don't know. showing it's a lie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Is it? I mean, who's to say? It's just Do you want my, my name to be me. Keegan? I can't tell. <laughs> is it because I didn't tell you my full name? Should I tell you my full name today? <laughs> Should I give you my middle name? Is too? it messing up already? Did I fail? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, they couldn't find anyone though. Like they were like literally like, who in the hell would want to hurt Mike? He doesn't have any overdue pills. He busts his ass. He's a hard worker. He owes no one anything. He is literally everyone's friend. He's a good guy. He's obvious. You know, it just none of this makes sense. Again, the ravage. The rummage. Wow. The robbery was really more of just a rummage through and that they determined very quickly. But again, like I said, was, you know, they're like, could it have been like an out of town transient? Why would they have picked this house? There's just so much. It just doesn't make any sense. And truly, like even even the people who knew them as a couple was like, this just is really weird. Like, it doesn't make sense. So they reach out to neighbors, um, which is where they get their first actual lead. Someone remembers seeing a black suburban in the area recently, which was suspicious to them because that's how country people live. They're like, I've never seen a black suburban in this neighborhood. Oh, 100 percent. You know what I'm talking about. A hundred percent. I've been in the Midwest for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. It it is so different in the ways that people are so observant. Like again, that Walgreens I went to, mm-hmm. I've gone to it one other time, and that woman remembered me at yep. the checkout. <laughs> so that's just that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's small small town, especially like a little bit rural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no yeah. people. You're you're being watched, and yep. people definitely notice things that are out of character. My mom's house, like how small that place is. Yep. They know the cars. She'll be like. Literally, like yards and yards away, she'd be like, "Oh, Cheryl's driving by." And yep. it's just like, yeah, just that's a that's car some real country, on a country shit. road. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Real, real country shit, right there. But the 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 person who saw the suburban was able to also do give a sub- description of the driver, and they put together a composite sketch. Uh, they asked Princess to do a walkthrough to see if anything was missing. Again, just a few photos. The police asked the family, their family. They were like, "Yeah." Actually, we think it's Princess who did it. (laughs) So for as much as everybody kind of thought everything seemed to be hunky-dory, the family was like, nah, she awful. Like his his family or her family? His family. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about her family. And I'm Uh, like, that's a whole nother level that they're like, "Mm -mm." they're like, Princess is a monster. We don't trust her. (laughs) But more than that, it wasn't even that they just thought Princess was involved. They think it was her dad, Joe. Mm -hmm. Of course it was. 
Yeah, they're like, we are certain that it was Joe. He has such a temper. This guy is notorious. He didn't like them together. And to get her out of this marriage, he would have done it for sure. So they go, they interview Joe. He shows the police. He's like, to prove, he's like, it wasn't me. It couldn't possibly have been me. I can prove it. They were like, he's like, what gun was even used? I'll show you my entire gun collection. They eliminate him actually fairly quickly. They were like, it wasn't him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Unexpected. I thought it was Sid. That's how I ended it in my head. Yeah. Yep. Joe okay. did it. Yep. All right. It's not him. So they are still keeping an eye out for this black SUV, but five months pass. Nothing is coming up. But in September, Princess comes into the station with a news story about a hired assisted suicide. Okay. Princess. Just why? Okay, listen. Why? Like, why? Literally, just shh, just, just stay quiet. Just I know. Just stay I mean, quiet longer. Just that's between, exactly what it. are you doing? Between this no and sense. the story that I told last week, where I'm just like, if you just shut the fuck up, just yeah. stop, just stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might just be able to get out of this. Up. Stop it. Well, okay. So she's like originally. When she was interviewed, she had said that they were excited about the prospects with his new treatment. But now suddenly he's like, you know what? He was actually very sick and he'd actually wanted to commit suicide. He'd actually asked me to help him commit suicide and I just couldn't do it. Because he had to go to dialysis? Yeah. 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 Dialysis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rumors around town, though, are that Princess was seeing Maryland. Uh, had been seen with Maryland around town. So this is her husband's best friend. Oh. And since Mike's passing, she had been on two very elaborate vacations to the Bahamas and Hawaii. She had four policies, four policies under his name for 25,000 each. Wasn't a ton each, but that's still a lot of policies. Why are there four? Is that normal? Do people pull out that many? Feels like a lot. And I feel like they probably were low and that many because he was had pre existing. Yeah, it kind of makes sense uh, because he has a pre existing condition that you would have for life insurance. Yeah, life insurance. But But, yeah, they probably couldn't afford like a big policy on him because of his pre existing conditions. Yeah. I didn't even know you could take out four separate policies. I didn't. You either. can take out as many as you want. Yeah. Huh. I mean, uh, let's not get crazy here. Should, yeah. Is there anything we should know? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> She's like, I got one on both of you. God damn it. I knew it. Um, but she had also sold their house, their property. Um, she also had taken some trips with Maryland to Houston and to New Orleans. Um, also, Princess was also known to have been shortly after his death not just been seen with this maryland guy but this other guy named simon serpy princess was quickly becoming the top suspect in this Mm -hmm. murder and simon though is you know because the rumors around town are like hey she's been hanging out with the simon guy too they bring him in they interview him and he's like yeah so turns out she did confess to me that she was seeing maryland for two years She'd been seeing him for the past two years when her husband was alive. And she had also told me that she knows how he died and that the gun that was used to kill him was in the river. Now, why? Why? Uh, <laughs> just stop talking. Yeah. 
Now she's telling people he asked her to kill him, but that he had known uh, that she couldn't do it. She says that she now knows that Maryland did it, um, but she's not sure of the details. But she is certain that because she was unable to do it, that Maryland. She's going to try to throw that motherfucker under mm-hmm. the bus. Yeah. What happened with I, Maryland? I, I guarantee you he got like a, a twinge of conscience or something. She's like, I got to get out ahead yep. of this. Yep, yep. This motherfucker's gonna talk, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my spin on it. I'm gonna spit polish this turd. Try to sell it. Spit polish. She's like, this should go for a good price. So she does. She spit polishes that turd and just is like, Marilyn did it. But his wife and his best friend now are both arrested. Um, they get bailed out, which is actually fine. The police are like, we're kind of happy that they bailed out because that that meant that they could kind of keep an eye on them Tell monitor them. them where mm-hmm. are they going what are you doing who are you talking to who are you seeing and you know because Marilyn I mean not Marilyn uh, princess can't stop running her mouth you know just mm-hmm. give her enough opportunities to yeah. talk and she's That's gonna exactly get caught right. up they're yeah. like they're, these guys are fools at this point they're gonna give themselves up mm-hmm. but it's in May of 1998 that a new 911 call comes in and princess has called the police again and it says that her dad has a man at gunpoint on their property. That man is Maryland. And the police get there and they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and arrest this guy. So they arrest him pretty much to save him because Joe is, we know, a piece of work. And they so they arrest him and they bring him into the prison or into the jail. And he tells them, he's like, I was invited over. I was invited over Maryland or uh, Princess called me, asked me to come over. I get there and I'm faced with her dad and a gun. And he tells police that Princess asked him to kill Mike for her. And if he was gone, that they could be together. They had been seeing each other for the past two years. So what he says he does is he has his 14-year-old son drive him over to Mike's house. Oh, Listen, no. That's your fucking homie, too. Oh, yeah. no. This is, imagine, your dad's best friend. You don't even have a license. You're 14. Your dad asks you to drive you over to his best friend's house. No. And he kills him. You tell me you didn't hear that. It was a shotgun. You heard that. Wow. Why? 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 Why are people like this? That's horrifying. Awful. Honestly, like, why are you fucking your friends anything? Yes. And then get How your many people son are in the world that you need. But now your son's involved in this, too. Wow. Because now he is going to be an accomplice, right? Yeah. He fucking drove you to a fucking murder. You just got your 14-year-old son involved in this bullshit now. God, it's so fucking bonker. And yes, 14-year-old son now knows that he's involved in your best friend's fucking murder. Wow. How fucked is that, dude? So anyway, he says his son drove him there. He he said that the Mike died instantly, that he threw the gun in the river. They do find the gun in the river, parts of it anyway. Um, and he pleads guilty to manslaughter for testimony against Princess because they're like, well, we want Princess as well. We know she's involved. You told us that she asked you to do it. We want to take her down too. But so they do. Princess is found guilty. She is sentenced to life in prison. But in 2011, the conviction is return or is reversed on an appeal because the the um they didn't divulge that in return for the the testimony that his sentence was reduced, but also that his son was not going to be um 
prosecuted. prosecuted because that was part of the deal that was made. But they didn't they didn't divulge the details of the deal to her. And they have to. That's part of the, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because you have to be able to inform the jury because it, it speaks to maybe their intent yeah. as to why they're speaking. You know, like people will say a lot of things to save their own ass. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. Right. No, it makes sense that it was overturned. Yeah, it does make sense that it was overturned on the appeal. Uh, the 2017, though, there, there was a retrial for the manslaughter and she, in which she pled guilty to the manslaughter plea, but most of it was time served. So she got 17 years. She'd already served like 13 or 14 years, and she was only going to get basically one more year of prison. Wow. So for what was very clearly... A like set a of murder, plots, a murder for hire plot. Yeah, yeah, with the dude's best, best friend. friend. God, well, that happens that a lot fucked? in these stories. We tell. yeah, I just, I just the one that I mm-hmm. just shared a few weeks ago. I yep. can't imagine She's being able to keep something from Chris for two fucking years. I can't a even long, keep drawn two out minutes fair affair yeah. with his best friend. That's a lot. It's very. Much uh, compartmentalization. Wow. Say. Wow. Wow. Good one, Cass. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'd never heard I'd of never, that one before. Yeah, me neither. I'm still hung up on a 17 and a 14 year old. Like, okay, me like, too. Playing <laughs> full, house. Adults, full ass adults. <laughs> I cannot. No, me too. Um, and then a 14 year old drive it. Like, what's going on in this part of Louisiana? Everybody. Uh, Fourteen-year-olds right. are not adults. Stop it! Yes, You're like fourteen. I, you could you could drive me to a murder. Oh my that's gosh! Good. It must cool. be a rural area Very. because that's the other thing that's like, um, at my mom's house. Like my brother was driving at like thirteen. 14. Yeah, you're like there's less than running trail roads and stuff like that. So they were like, "Hey, take the truck and go down this way." <laughs> my fucking tiny brother at that point with right. this tiny kid just. Behind a truck, just <laughs> Jesus, and those trucks were so like. I mean, you're talking about a full metal, <laughs> clunking like those things are. Honestly, just... probably the safest he could be though. Exactly, you hit something like you're, you're in the... fine. Nothing's you're gonna in a happen hard to you. Tin can, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Ooh. what are you guys watching slash reading? Everything like that this week. Um, I'm not watching anything new, but I did start reading, and I borrowed this from Cassie. Uh, I started reading The Night Circus because I was reading Ninth House, which I just think is it's good as just my brain is not in that place right now. Um, And I wanted something just like a little bit more whimsical. So I brought The Night Circus with me on my trip and I started reading it and I'm only a couple of chapters in, but I really like it so far. It has that like magical realism element uh to it that's very kind of like fantastical and and fantasy so far um that i'm really enjoying so i'm liking that the night circus nice i am not really watching anything new i think i told you guys about the alone journey yes went on yes which is still to me the wildest most incredible reality tv show that i can't believe actually gets on air where you're literally watching people being hunted by bears we are it is 
<laughs> it is a Hunger Games where I was like, oh, we are. We're at late stage capitalism Jeez. as Humanity, a wild bride. man. Like, wow. we're, I, I believe that aliens exist and they don't want us. Like, I just think yeah. that they're just they're like, like, no, thank no you. I don't want it. That looks messy. I don't want to get involved with any of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. No, thanks. So I've continued on this route of, um, Shows we call skills and thrills Amazing. just because it. it's just like a category of shows that exists on the Plex anyways. So the other one that we started watching, which I've never seen before, is the the one where they're fishing, where Alaskan crab fishers. Oh, yes. Oh the Do you know what I'm catch? Is that Deadly's that one? Oh, yes. no. Oh, my just God. Watching it. Oh, my God. <laughs> this I love that someone cracked the code oh on God. reality TV and they're like, we yeah. can make a reality TV show about anything. Literally anything. anything. And like anything. people will watch it. Are we going to make a reality TV show where people just bid on storage containers? Yes. 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 And it will be fascinating. Like, yeah. yeah. How? Like, <laughs> watching these people, I'm like, why would you choose to do this? This looks so hard. So dangerous. Like, these are people that, you know, play life and they're like, you know what? I'm going to take this to expert level. Like, right? yeah. set. I'm like, don't make the difficulty for setting crabs. hard. For yeah. crabs. Yeah, for crabs. Like, I feel like that's not enough. I feel no. like yeah. if you are going to sail the open seas mm. and potentially lose your life mm. on your open life. water, crabs. for crabs, so that some like fucking asshole at a restaurant yeah. in like New York City can send can back their like, crab mm. cake because exactly. they don't like it. Exactly. No. <laughs> no. So true. No. But yeah, I, I so I have this strange relationship with these shows that I watch like that because I'm like, they are in turns fascinating, but also I'm just like, as a sociological thing, Experiment, I'm like, right. this exists right now. <laughs> like, what does that mean for society? That oh I'm like, and what does it mean for me that I'm enjoying watching? How this? are you not ha like, see, that's why I don't smoke weed. Because I yes. would smoke weed, I would do yep. that, I would watch yep. that, and then I would have a full-on existential crisis about, <laughs> yes. like, the meaning of life and my place yep. in it. Yep. Like, I... <laughs> that's, yeah. just, that's, that's where my brain is without pot. So, right? yeah, that's that's <laughs> where I'm at well, this week. on the reality curve, I'm with you. Um, well, I, was, I stayed with friends of mine when I was in Phoenix, and uh, apparently their morning routine is to watch... Uh, her and her wife's morning routine is to watch... Neve, uh, catfish, catfish. Oh my! So they God. like have catfish on in the morning. I was like, well, that I went down amazing. a catfish well, I rabbit guess I will. hole. Oh my God! I spent. I had a period of time where I watched like every episode of Catfish. Why is it so good? It's it's addictive. I mean, they know what they're doing. It's, it's a formula. It's yeah. a formula, and they know exactly how to run it. And oh. you know, it's got to be so like. It's so highly produced. Oh yeah, you know, but you're you're still like, <gasps> can't believe yeah. they yes. did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, yes, I spent my mornings watching some catfish. That was that was my uh, release for that the week. would be fun though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I ought to check that out. I'm like I gotta making be a mental note to myself. Like I want to check that out. I gotta be honest. It's not something I would be like. Oh, I will turn that on at home by myself. But having it on, already on, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, it's one of that. those things that yeah. you can, I honestly, it's one of those things that you can come in in the middle of, kind of yeah, like right. a soap opera where you're like, yep. ooh, what happened? They mm -hmm. did what? Like, it's kind of one of those. 
Well, some of the most fun that I have watching shows like that are the commentary that Eric and I give, yes. mm-hmm. give yep. to it. Yeah, like, you don't want to watch names. Yeah, that we give to like the alone participants. Like, <laughs> part of, I'm like, I can't believe Mary Poppins is still like fucking here, around here and stuff. It's it's so much fun. So sometimes watching those shows in a group, like, yeah. I'm sure whatever we end up having on in our hotel room. Oh yeah, in Austin, a hundred percent. I remember like, and I tried to watch it by myself and couldn't get into it. But we were over at a friend's house. At Cassie was there. I don't know if you were there, Christina, but we were watching The Circle. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know I if I there. would ever. Oh, you weren't there. Was it? You? Who was there? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would have watched it at home by myself because I tried and I couldn't get into it. But I was like in a group. This right. is the best. You know, yeah. like it's so much fun. Yeah. A lot of those reality shows, I think, even, and the worse they are, the better. Oh, Watching yeah. them in a group is so much fun. And the, and wor- you- the worse the people are, the better. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can't explain because it's it's not something again like you wouldn't like you're not going to recommend the circle to friends because you wouldn't watch it alone and what no. made it good was the group of people you're watching it with right because i remember you guys trying to tell me about it because i was on uh, on a work trip when you guys watched it and i came home and you guys were like oh my god the circle and this and that and i was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah sounds great mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> guess well, you got to be there exactly Well, hey, if you guys have something we should watch or read, if you have a story to share with us on the podcast, go to our one-stop shop of website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.